Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast Series. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The transition of IT over the past decade is a story of rapidly improving automation technologies that drive everything from infrastructure as code to SaaS applications and beyond. But what are some of the most effective automation technologies for federal agencies? And how can they use them to better support mission efforts? Well, today we're speaking with Mark Johnson, who's the Vice President of Federal Cloud for Oracle, more about this topic. And Mark, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Matt. Excited to be here today. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Yeah, great to have you. So let's start with security at the top here. So how does automated data management improve security overall from your perspective? Hey, that's a very apropos topic these days, isn't it? With all the information about ransomware attacks and things like that. It's government and business leaders right now are really focused on how they improve security and not just endpoint protection anymore, right? It's this whole concept of zero trust that every stage from the application to the data to the users, it all has to have security inbuilt into it, right? And a big part of that is automation around there to identify things that look suspicious and bring them to the attention of a human who has limited bandwidth, limited time, and can really help them focus on what's the biggest threats out there. We know that the bad guys are using automated tools out there that have been published on the dark web for people to download and start using, even if they don't have a lot of skills, it really increases the landscape that that cyber warriors, the defenders have to protect against. So they can't protect against automated attacks with manual efforts defending them. It has to be automated on both sides, right? As Larry Ellison said once, it can't be an issue of our humans against their bots. It has to be our bots against their bots. And that's where automated data management that watches your data, applies the latest patches automatically with no input, optimizes it, so that it's functioning in the way it should and brings up things that look like a threat at the right time to the right person. That's how you improve security. You let the automation and the tools do as much as they can for the end user. That's great. Awesome insights there, Mark. And let's talk about improving operations. So where can agencies really apply AI and machine learning to improve their operations? So, you know, a great question because it's about having the AI and machine learning built into the tools. So many agencies that I see these days and are talking about artificial intelligence or machine learning are thinking about it as standalone things by themselves. I want to implement AI to do this and I'm going to bring in all these data scientists and try to solve this problem. There are folks out there that are already supplying the technology that these agencies are using that are using AI and machine learning, building it into the systems now, right? So the agency should look and say, I'm already using this particular database, this particular infrastructure management tool, and I'm going to go get the latest version. I'm going to talk to the vendor about this to say, what are you doing to help me? You know, I'm not supposed to be responsible for protecting your product. If you look at the leading edge vendors and the tools that they have, they can provide that artificial intelligence that you're looking to improve your operations. If you want to improve 
your operations via machine learning, then go try the latest version, use that, and then decide, well, I need something specific to my agency or my mission. And now I have to go out and seek a way to build that. Excellent. Excellent. You know, you've heard the term DevSecOps used a lot, you know, in the government IT space. And from your perspective, when should DevSecOps be used to meet agency IT requirements? Yeah, that's a very common thing that people say, I use automation. I want a DevSecOps pipeline. I'm going to bring new capabilities to the cutting edge faster by using this agile development method. But it's really, it's kind of heavy lift too. So DevSecOps is great if you have those practitioners that are familiar with that and bringing security built in to your development process. But it's not for every solution. So much of the time I see agency analysts that if they just had a little bit better tool for analytics or a better system to use machine learning, back to our last question, to apply data in a new and novel way to their particular operation, that they can improve the agency IT and deliver better on the mission. So DevSecOps is kind of a continuum of this is a big project that's going to live for years and needs to be very adaptable to the end user customers, both within agencies and their external customers through low code nor no code development tools to analytic tools that have, again, automation and machine learning built in through the whole spectrum. All right. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's actually a perfect segue into my next question. So in what ways are automated analytics helping agency analysts identify ways to deliver services more efficiently? Well, it's really about combining data securely that sometimes we said before, your particular analyst can't have access to or and one agency has data that another agency could use, but there's problems trying to get that data connected, right? And it's about doing the security around there, having fine-grained control for the data that the analysts are using. And then the automated analytics can present that in unique and novel ways. Sometimes a bar graph is most effective, or it could be a spider web, or it could be, you know, a variety of different ways to look at the data that make things pop out. I'm a big fan of these bubble graphs that show with color and size and positioning multiple aspects of the data. Yet it's hard for people to step through and build ways to see each one of those. Whereas automated systems now can point things out that just stand out naturally. I was a test pilot and it was always about trying to present the data in a better way to the pilot so that they could take action and deliver on the mission. And a lot of that was its presentation. It's showing them and allowing people to dig in. And again, very quickly, because analysts have to ask the second, third, fourth question of the data to really get into solutions that are going to change the game for our agencies. If it's too slow, they ask a question and go get a cup of coffee and and talk by the water cooler for 15 minutes before they get their answer back, then they're not going to keep getting into that third and fourth question that's really going to change things. So again, automated analytics operating in the cloud very quickly and securely 
for defense and government agencies is critical. Yeah, very much so. And, and actually, again, another perfect segue here, but let's talk more about the infrastructure side of things. I think that's a nice flow for this discussion here today. So how has infrastructure automation changed data center operations overall? Ha, I love this question because it's the story of the cloud, right? A lot of people when talking about cloud, they get focused on and wrapped up with this model where you're only paying for what you're using. That's not really the magic. <laughs> the magic of renting a IT infrastructure doesn't really change things, right? What changes it is the automation. That has allowed administrators who used to be able to handle 30, maybe 35 servers to handle tens of thousands of servers now. This is what has changed data center operations. This is what has really scaled the equipment we use to the point where we can answer questions with the amount of data we've never been able to consider before. Big data became a thing because we could automate those data center operations. And if we don't, like we talked about earlier, automate the security, then our data center is going to be very porous, right? We can't have that. We can't have that business. We can't have it in government. So again, it's automating so that we keep everything up to date. You keep it secure and you keep it performant for the end users. So I think infrastructure is code with things like Terraform, Ansible, Chef, Puppet. Those things have really transformed the way we in government can deliver on the data center to then deliver on these other things we've talked about as far as data management, analytics, and ultimately the mission. Oh, yeah. Excellent. And, you know, Mark, we really appreciate your time today. And in reviewing these questions, I realized that we started off the podcast talking about security, and now we're going to bookend it with our last question about security. So I'll throw this one out for you here as our last one. This is a good one. It might be a challenge, but I'm sure you have a great answer for it because it's very top of mind these days. But how can government cyber warriors keep up with rapidly evolving cyber threats these days? It's kind of crazy out there right now, right? It absolutely is. I mean, like I talked about before, the dark web has all these tools that are laid out that are incredibly powerful, developed by governments in some cases that have been released now into the wild as major threats in cyberspace. I mean, these are the equivalent in the real world of, you know, fully automatic weapons, the, the fighter jets they used to fly and bombs. I mean, they really, and we've seen it, can do a number on our infrastructure. And it's important that we keep up with that cyber threat by using the automation we we're talking about, using artificial intelligence to identify anomalies in the data that we have about our data center operations, about our database management, about our users, put that all together and then immediately apply remedial actions. So even before a human can look at it in certain high threat cases, you actually apply a solution. And then you just tell the humans, hey, I had to shut this port off, or I had to temporarily turn off this protocol because I'm seeing this kind of information. That is how we keep up with this evolving cyber threat, using the tools against each other. And it's really, it's kind of a fascinating discussion. And when you look at things like the solar winds hack and how they operated, they have adapted to the 
cyber warrior defenses they saw. So again, it's back to now the cyber warriors, this continuing back and forth that I think is going to make a fascinating historical analysis in, in 20 years or so. Yeah, it absolutely will. And what a great way to end this episode of the Government Technology Insider podcast series, where we spoke with Mark Johnson, who's the vice president for Federal Cloud. And as you heard, he discussed how rapidly improving automation technologies is really paving the way for long-term government mission success and security and much, much more. And Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me on, Matt.